So, we're going to start talking about consciousness today. I want to give you a couple of uh, disclaimers. So the first disclaimer is, when you come here to Unity, we talk a lot about you being the expression of God. That you really are the living, moving energy of the divine. You can call it God, goddess, all that is, I don't care what you name it. But something is animating you and moving you, right? And so what is different about Unity is where a lot of faiths put their focus on getting out to a God out there, our focus is on developing the expression of God that we are. How do we bring this forward in the world? How do we actually be the living Christ consciousness? Because really, knowing there's something out there and doing nothing about it is kind of a waste, isn't it? So our effort is to bring ourselves into the perfect place to be the perfect expression of Christ consciousness on the world. And you can call it Christ consciousness, you can call it Buddhic consciousness, you can call it enlightenment, you can call it whatever you want. We're people of many faiths here. We're people coming together with lots of different ideas. So there's no right and wrong. What is offered to you is an opportunity to consider for yourself how you feel about things, how this works for you. And we trust that you will continue to develop this uh, kind of physical barometer that tells you what's true for you and allows you to live from that. What's true for you may or may not be true for the person sitting next to you, even if it's someone you love, right? Your, what you believe and know to be true is what's true for you and where you're at in life and what you're living from. And we don't get to skip steps We stay where we are until we're ready to go to whatever our next step is. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to look at at a concept today, at an idea of how things might be different than the way we normally perceive them. I don't really expect you to walk out and say, yep, that's it. If you do, that's great. I'm not even sure I do yet. But if it feels absolutely right for you, fantastic. If you walk out of here and you go, And that is really upside down. I have to sit with that for a while. That's what ministers are supposed to do. Ministers are supposed to comfort the afflicted and afflict those who are too comfortable. So that's what we're, that's right. (laughs) She said I do a good job. (laughs) I love to challenge us. So I want to start with a video now. We played this video in the first Uh, service and it crashed the computer. We had a problem with it, but we're going to try it again and see if it will run. And I'm hopeful that it will go all the way through. So let's watch this and then we'll talk about it.
Right, that's, that's where I needed it to go, Michael, so that's okay. At least we've got to pull all the way back out this time. So, it ended suddenly, but you got the point, right? <laughs> hey, Michael, can you hear that? Michael, thank you. <laughs> There's not good sound back there. You can't always hear what's happening, especially if a video comes on. You can't hear it in the sound booth back there. So what you saw was you saw us where we start here on earth, and you saw us go all the way out as far as we know, all the way out billions of light years to what we know as the known universe. Then you saw us come all the way back and go from what we think of as us down to the quantum down to the quark level, which is the smallest measurement that we have been able to identify. To our knowledge, what comes after that is space. And then come back to where we are. So we kind of think of ourselves as, you know, once it gets to us, that's it. But there's, a, there's some deeper stuff happening there, aren't there? So, so here's what I want to show you. So our normal perspective of life is that forgive my good art, this is us, and we live on earth, which is much bigger than us, we're kind of a little spot there, and our earth exists in our solar system, as a small, really, we have much bigger planets in our solar system, we're kind of a small planet in our solar system, and then our solar system exists in a universe where we're barely a blip on the map. And our universe exists in a quantum galaxy that is so big, it's beyond what we can really fathom. Would you agree that that's, that's our normal perspective? This is what we were taught in school, isn't it? So in general, we feel like we're not very important in the universe. We're kind of, you know, when you get up to this scale... You can't even see us. (laughs) You can't even see our planet. We're really kind of invisible in the whole workings of everything. And we believe that somewhere out here, that's where God is. Most of us came through theological teachings that say that this bigness out here, whatever that is, we call that God. And everything else is part of that somehow. In unity, we believe that all of this stuff from God in is still all part of God. That's not always true in all theologies, but in our theology, we do. So when it comes to us and God, we are very far away. We are so very teeny tiny in our perception that we can't even imagine why something so big and so powerful would care about us. How it is that what we do makes any difference in the world at all. Makes any difference anywhere. In fact, if we want to allow ourselves to, we can see ourselves as so important, so unimportant, that what difference does it make that we're even here? And because of where we stand, that's what our natural perception is. When we look from ourselves out, that's what we see. We can't see from this perception because we're not out here. However, what would happen if we turned this upside down? 
What if we turned it the other way? So here's what I'm going to suggest to you. I'm going to suggest if you would, Kim, turn that light off. And I'm going to turn this one off. And I'm going to ask you to look up there at that silver plate. Do you see that silver plate up there? There's a screw up there that holds that plate in place. So I'm going to turn on this light. Does that help you at all to see what I'm talking about? No. Okay. That doesn't work. Let's get us something else. How about this one? Does that help you at all? A little bit. A little bit. All right. How about, how about this one? Now can you see the screw I'm talking about? If I could stop shaking and hold my hand on it? Like, can you pretty much exactly see the screw I'm talking about? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. <laughs> can you see it or can you not? Okay, let's turn the light on. So, we know that all of the sacred texts, in one form or another, refer to the holy as the light. And most of us who've had a sacred experience have had some feeling of the light moving through us. It's a, it's a way of us understanding how energy moves. We know that energy moves on light waves. We know that. Science tells us that. So let's imagine this. Let's imagine that what's really true is not going this way. That what's really true is coming this way. So now, all of this out here is light. It's beautiful light. We really can't do much with it, can we? We can identify it. This is light. We can begin to see it move in, and we can start to focus it. We can actually start to give it shape and form, and we can see that light in the form of a galaxy. We can even see it in our solar system. We can see it in our sun, right? That light then moves to us. And through us, to a point that we can only identify right now as open space. So if you wanted to birth something, would you birth it in a place that was completely full of other stuff? Or would you birth it in a place that was a silent, dark, quiet womb? Right. So if we want to birth something into our lives, we birth it this way. We become that very fine laser point Not that those ideas don't exist out here because they do, but they're not getting birthed out in that. What is ours to birth is coming through us because we are that laser light pointer that can use consciousness to pinpoint something. We are makers of meaning and ideas. And when we create a concept, when we say you are God creating... You are the living expression of God. That fine, great idea that was out here has come all the way down to a fine laser point that is clear and concise and knows what is being created through you. Do you feel a little more important now? 
How many of you are saying, Ariana, I don't want to be that important. I don't want to be that important. My gosh. I'm creating for the whole universe? Are you kidding me? That's a huge responsibility. That's a huge responsibility. It's much easier to be that little blip that barely identifies than it is to be the point of creation for the divine. That's a powerful place, and it's a little intimidating. Because to be the point of creation for the divine, we have to think about what we're thinking about. What are you creating on a daily basis? What am I creating on a daily basis? Are we creating grumblings about all the things we're unhappy with? How much energetic source is coming through us that we're wasting when we are so incredibly capable of creating something different? How distracted are our brains? Do we allow ourselves to be with television and Facebook and who knows what else when we are the pinpoint, the right now in the universe, the place where creation happens? Whoa, that's big stuff. That's entirely big stuff. And it's, you know, <laughs> right? Okay. This is, a, this is a perspective I just want you to sit with through the next week. I just want you to sit with it. Because it takes a lot to consider ourselves, really, when we say, I am God expressing, to consider what that means. We can say it. We can talk about it. But to actually understand what that means is a whole different thing. And when we talk about how we move in integrity in the world, whether we discipline our thoughts and our actions, if we are this, if we are the doorway to manifestation for the universe, it becomes very important how we live. It's a very, very different possibility. So over the next several weeks... We're going to be looking at that, at the concept of universal consciousness, through the eyes of the four quadrants of metaphysics. And the four quadrants of metaphysics are cosmology, theology, psychology, and ontology. If you are a, I'll give them to you slow. (laughs) Wait, I can't write that down. Um, If you are accustomed to uh, computer work, you may be familiar with this word, ontology. Um, Ontology means something different in the computer world. It was taken from the world of philosophy, which is how we're using it. Metaphysics, um, Metaphysics is a body of work within the body of philosophy, which is something a lot of people don't know. It's not within the body of religion. Religion is within the body of philosophy, and metaphysics is a subcategory there. So there are four faces of metaphysics. The first is cosmology, which is the science and study of how the universe came to be. That's what cosmology is. That's where you'd find the Big Bang Theory. How did we come into being? The study of cosmology brings us to the study of theology, because until we have this question, how did we come into being, we don't have the question, oh, is there a God out there? Is there a creator? How did this happen? 
So we start with the study of cosmology. Then we move to theology, and theology is the study of God. All God and all religions, how they develop, where they came from, and what beliefs we have associated with them. The study of theology moves us to psychology because we go from God out there to what do I really believe? Do I believe there is a God? Do I believe there isn't a God? What beliefs do I have that back up my belief that there is or isn't? That's all psychology, how the, the study of how the mind works and what our beliefs are. And psychology leads us to ontology, which is the study of experience, or to simplify it, we say the study of now. It is the study of existence. And the study of consciousness falls in ontological um, information. The study of now is how, how is it that I exist and what happens when I am in right now? How do I observe this moment? What am I to do in it? It's, the study of ontology is important because it's our point of power of creation, manifestation is ontological. We can't create in the past and we can't create in the future. We can only create from living consciousness right now. So we're going to move through these bodies of study over the next few weeks. The only exception to that will be Father's Day. But we're going to move through these bodies of study and talk about why each of them is important because even though one flows into the other, they really all work together all the time. What we think right now has a lot to do with what we believe about how we got here and why we're here and how we perceive God or the divine creative force in the universe and what beliefs, how those beliefs were affected, how they were given to us and whether they're really ours, whether they're our beliefs or they were planted there. All of these four bodies work together and you can't really understand metaphysics without understanding all of those and being in question about all of those. And really, the process of evolving for us is a process of questioning, isn't it? Where am I? How did I get here? What am I here to do? How do I do that right now? So how many of you have listened to me say you're an expression of God and thought, yeah, maybe someday, but I'm not feeling so much like an expression of God now. That's a hard thing. It's a a hard thing to look, because we've been taught bigger is better and more powerful. It's a hard thing to believe that all of this is not as powerful as this point But for what we're talking about, this point is incredibly important, this point of focus. Does this mean that God is living right here and not out here? No. No, it doesn't. This is all God. This is all whatever you want to call that divine creative source. So when we look out in the universe and we say, I wonder if there's life out there. I wonder if there's other life besides us. What if every planet, every star, every everything is part of the living existence of the holy? What do you mean, is there any life out there? What do you think they are? 
It's all alive. We can't be oneness with the divine and say, but we're the only point of life. It's all alive. That changes things a lot, doesn't it? Does it change how you look at the heavens? Yes. Does it change how you understand the galaxies? Yes. Was it interesting to you to watch that video all the way to the end and see the web that was there? For any of you who do massage work or body work, did that remind you of uh, the fascial tissue that weaves our whole body together? Yeah. Pretty interesting stuff, isn't it? A little upside down from how you normally think? Are you still with me? (laughs) I don't know what I'm supposed to think now. (laughs) All right. I'm going to leave it right there for this week. Will you come back next week? Yes. Yes. Good. Good. I have some quotes for you. (laughs) I have some quotes for you. The first is by Anton St. Martin. He said this. You are one living thing. You are a divine being, an all-powerful creator. You are a deity in jeans and t-shirts. And within you dwells the infinite wisdom of the ages and the sacred creative force of all that is, will be, or ever was. Linda DeCoff said, Soon we shall discover that the temple of all humanity is nothing less than the temple of the living God. Debashi Smrita said, I believe in a higher consciousness. I also believe that nature is supremely conscious, and a tree may be more conscious than we are. Eileen Seller said, the slower frequencies are dropping away to be replaced by faster, higher, more refined frequencies that are part of our own energetic evolution. Matt Shauna Diwalo said, negative thoughts have dirty feet. Don't let, them ev- don't let even the least of them set foot in your mind. Yeah, negative thoughts have dirty feet. Don't let even the least of them set foot in your mind. And the last one is from Nick Schuff, and he says this. Now is now. There is nothing but now. This right here <coughs> is all there is. <laughs>